This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now... There has been a massive explosion in Downing Street this morning, in Westminster indeed. Dominic Raab, the Minister for Justice, has resigned following the publication of a report of his bullying. There were 24 complaints against him by eight different people and a KC, Adam Tolley, has published his report this morning and it is damning. And Rab is a former foreign secretary, he's deputy prime minister, he's minister for justice, and in Rishi Sunak's government, he is a figure of some consequence. It's a pleasure now to welcome to the stand again one of the bravest journalists in Britain, one of the best as well. He's former chief political commentator for the Daily Telegraph. He resigned in 2015. He's the author of The Rise of Political Lying, the triumph of the political class and the assault on truth, Boris Johnson, Donald Trump and the emergence of a new moral barbarism. He also has a record of Boris Johnson's lies, which is very long. We're very grateful to you, Peter, for taking our call. This is another bad day for a party that appears to be either falling apart or I mean, they had to sack a Chancellor of the Exchequer recently, Nathan Zahawi, who may have resigned over unpaid taxes. Gavin Williamson went for bullying, and of course, Johnson and Truss resigned as Prime Minister. What is happening at this moment to the British Tory party? I think you summed up the situ- political situation very well, that we are seeing the uh, steady collapse of a once great uh, political uh, party, that's the Conservative Party, which has, let's not forget, uh, governed Britain for the last two centuries more than any other uh, and is regarded as the most successful uh, political party in the Western world. Now, we're seeing the the collapse of of that party. As you rightly said, we lost, uh, that last year was the year of three prime ministers, um, two of them resigned in, uh, in well, Johnson resigned in disgrace, uh, and his successor, Liz Truss, went, uh, because I'm afraid she was just simply incompetent. It was stabbed you in the face before she was appointed. Uh, we then had the arrival 
in uh, in office of um, Rishi Sunak, who who appointed uh, Williamson. He appointed Rob, despite the fact there were very reason, real reasons even then to have real doubts about these two gentlemen. Um, uh, let us not forget that Rob was his deputy prime minister. The second, you know, the man, yes. you know, the man uh, who was number two in the in the cabinet. He was justice secretary, um, uh, uh, and he was uh, more importantly, or memorably, or tragically, whichever way you see it, he was foreign secretary when the fall of Kabul happened, which yes. was grossly uh, mishandled, and yet uh, such was the paucity of talent, I think. Uh, that he seemed to be welcome in the in the Rishi Sunak government. So this is the latest um, shocking. Right? You are right to say this is the latest latest shocking resignation of a deputy prime minister following a report that found that his 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 behaviour was unacceptable. There seems to have been an erosion, shall we say, of decent and honourable politicians in the Tory party. As I'm, I know you know, I'm not anti-British. Many people will be sneering. But it is an alarming... I was there for 17 years, lived in Britain, and I remember governments, Tory governments, were basically full of decent people who were trying to do their best. But the scoundrels... I mean, Williamson is a good example. And Dominic Raab refused to come home during the evacuation of Afghanistan and indeed, I think the senior civil servants in his department were reluctant to leave their sunbeds. But the the question for us here and for others who have to do business with them is, can you do business with them and what will they do to Britain before they're finished? I think that Mr. Sunak himself, in many respects, has at least shown himself to be uh, competent and sensible. Yes, uh, in two ways, he's managed the economy in a you know he's uh, in a better way than much better responsible way than his his predecessor who, who was a fiasco. Um, and I, it's it's a small praise really, but he's also I think been rel- happier to talk in a sensible way with Europe yes. and indeed you know with Ireland. Um, that is doesn't. I, I can think of all sorts of reasons to uh, criticise him, uh, but I, I, I and Jeremy Hunt, the Chancellor, uh, he's, he doesn't set the world on fire, but he is a um, a reasonably sensible, uh, conventional politician, uh, and so you can say that the uh, British government is not the total shambles it was uh, three months ago, yes. four months ago, uh, 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 and it's. Uh, and the Johnson period, where when basically it was run by a small right wing faction, is 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 now past tense, um, and so there, it is getting a little bit better. But you are completely right. We've had the Williamson episode, uh, we've now got the uh, Rob episode, um, and there are other cabinet ministers, in, including very senior ones, in this government who really shouldn't be in the post. I, I'm thinking particularly of the Home Secretary, yes. Suella Braverman, who, um, look, I, 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 we're not going to, I don't want to libel anybody, but she's open to charges of being a racist. Uh, she's made wholly inappropriate uh, remarks of, uh, 
about, about migrants. Yes, um, and also really, she's yeah. she did she's on the record as saying, Peter, that in her dream, a Boeing seven three seven is taking off from Heathrow Airport, full of migrants headed for Rwanda. I mean, that's a really provocative and rather stupid thing, is it not, for a, a Home Secretary to say or to even? Well, think. it's one among. It's a one among many, many stupid, provocative, and arguably racist things uh, which has been said by this um, Home Secretary. Uh, I I don't think that she is fit to be in public office or even to be an MP. Um, She reminds me, her politics do, uh, of the politics of Enoch Powell. Yes. uh, The the racist uh, Tory... uh, uh, a politician of the 60s and 70s uh, who was sacked uh, for making uh, disgusting remarks about black people in 1968. Uh, and we're getting the re- return of that kind of very ugly politics, unfortunately, under, under Rishi Sunak. Don't forget that. He's, he's, he can't not take responsibility for the politics of Suella Braverman. So it's not... so. It, it, so in other words, now that we've lost uh, Rob, it's not like um, all the wrong-uns have gone. Let me ask you a, a general question, Peter, about to what degree does this Tory government and the ones that in immediately preceded it, led by Johnson and Truss and Theresa May, do they, I'd leave Theresa May out of it, actually, she seems quite a decent person, but do they reflect... Britain in 2023? Because I lived in Britain for 17 years from 1960 to 1977. And by and large, the British are tolerant, decent people. And that kind of, I mean, someone like Suella Braverman, if they said that in a restaurant or in a bar or at a dinner party, would really be taken on by somebody and said, hold on a minute, we don't think that way. I, uh, I don't think it reflects the politics of people generally in Britain. Uh, and, you know, I, um, I know, you know I, one of the encouraging things is talking to young, my, you know, my children and their friends and, yes. you know, people in their 20s and teens. You know, these are deep, they're, 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 they seem to be really good, nice people, actually nicer, I think, the more decent than our, we were when we were that age. Um, but there is a um, what, what they what we call a demographic, um, which is very important for politicians when it comes to winning uh, general elections. And what they have, the Conservative Party, and actually it's been copied by Keir Starmer, unfortunately. Um, what they have is a sort of attempt to sort of appeal to people's worst and ugliest. Um, prejudices. Was Brexit a moment of triumph for those kinds of people? Unhubris almost for someone like Boris Johnson who led the charge. And Brexit hasn't turned out too well, but it it doesn't, it represents English nationalism at its worst, doesn't it? I think what it's led to, to answer your question, is the emergence of a new group Yes. Uh, politicians who uh, very much uh, have t- sought to sort of overturn the basic norms. Um, 
uh, of office. And actually, the friends of so-called friends, to use a code word at Westminster, <laughs> uh, of um, Mr. Raab, are saying that this, the, the, these bullying charges are re- the, re- the revenge of Remainer civil servants. You, yes. see, you see how much acrimony there. Yes. I'm, I'm sure that a, a, a king's counsel, a very senior lawyer, would would find against Mr. Raab if he if, if the charges against him were being made by disaffected Remainers, people who are annoyed about the European Union. There's obviously something in it. Uh, and actually, there is a point here which goes beyond Brexit, and it actually goes into the nature of politics. And I've been reflecting on this. Uh, if you, as, as you said at the start of our conversation, Gavin Williamson faced uh, charges of bullying. Um, and it's not just uh, that. On Even in the Labour Party as well, you've, uh, yeah, Gordon Brown, who I admired enormously uh, in many ways as a British prime minister, but there were, you know, his people management skills were dreadful. Yes. Um, and um, uh, there is a culture in politics uh, uh, of of people behaving really dreadfully badly, insulting people, bullying them, um, uh, making you know, preying on their weaknesses. Yes, um, and um, it's it, it also it, the worst people at it in some ways are those these sinister behind the scenes people, special advisors, uh, and sort of directors of communications, and that's a lack of. And I, and I think going back to what you said at the start that there was a, an era of politics when there were decent people of all parties, by the yes. way. I mean, you think about, um, if you think about um, wonderful people like Roy Jenkins or Dennis yes. Healy or yes. um, Willie Whitelaw, Lord Carrington, even actually Dennis, Dennis, someone like Norman Tebbit, who was yes. always accused of being a rock violent, but actually in private, I'm assured, he was very kind. Uh, and Thatcher, you know, she had an international reputation for being an absolute nightmare. But uh, actually, she was extraordinarily kind in her personal dealings. Yes, indeed. And the other thing, Peter, that has been central to your life and your very distinguished life as a journalist has been the media itself. And I watch the British media very carefully. I look at the Sky Press Review most nights and it has become savage, and it has really. There are a, a couple of newspapers, very, very successful newspapers, that were promoting Boris Johnson and everything he was doing, regardless of the obvious bad behaviour and egregiousness of that man. And no question at all that the British media and the culture of the media has enabled uh johnson and others uh to promote their sort of vicious lying bullying um uh xenophobic uh, uh, agendas yes um and i think something's gone horribly wrong with the british media um and we're already seeing it this afternoon that um dominic rob's already getting his retaliation in in an article for the Daily Telegraph. Right. Um, he, he blames snowflakes, who yeah. I, I've asked Jane who snowflakes were, and she said they're kind of hippie-ish types. They're smart, educated, and a bit 
too pleased with themselves, but they seem better than the alternative. Well, I think that it's an insult. It's a, it, what, what we have got now is a new dictionary of insults. Woke is, uh, yes. is another one. Yes. Now, what, what moke means, uh, I had a look at this too, is somebody who's rather decent, well-mannered, yes. <laughs> and cares about other people, Yeah. Um, generally speaking. And it's been turned into a, a term of abuse. And likewise, snowflake, you know, um, is you know, somebody who takes offense if they're, or, or cares about the truth, you know. Yes. And it is true that, that, that politics is a robust business and that you can't expect, um, um, you know, you can't expect it just to be conducted in a very civilized way. But um, there's, a very, there's unquestionably a new ugliness and a new bullying, actually, in public culture, which clearly is related to the bullying we're getting, actually, in political offices such as Mr. Mr. Robs or Mr. Williamson's and many others. Yes, and I mean, you did have uh, Nadim Zahawi, a very wealthy man who was appointed Chancellor of the Exchequer, remarkably, and it emerged within 24 hours that he didn't pay his taxes and had been fined an immense sum for not paying his taxes. He wouldn't yeah, have. I must say, these. Uh, these um apparent scandals come and go so fast that I can't even remember uh, <laughs> the details of Mr. Zahawi. I tell you something, you know, if this had been a Corbett government or a Starmer government, yes. even, you know, the papers would have gone completely bonkers. <laughs> but because it's a conservative government, they, they lay off. Yeah. Uh, and so it's not turned into a great big collapse of government type uh, stories, but uh, but actually, it is very serious. There is a crisis in the British uh, political system, uh, and there is a systemes- systematic failure to uh, choose people of high caliber in in, in in government. Now, not helped by the fact, by the way. Do you remember that almost all the decent people in the Conservative Party were were thrown out? Yes, by Boris Johnson. Within weeks of yes. taking office, you know, yes. the, the, you know, Dominic Grieve, Ken Clark, yes. etc. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Now, your book, The Assault on Truth, Boris Johnson, Donald Trump, and the emergence of a new moral barbarism. We're seeing it. That is exactly right, because what we have seen is a um, the, the idea of public integrity has gone out yes. of, of, of uh, not just British politics, it went out of the United States politics uh, and in other countries too, but particularly in Britain. And this, this is because of, a, I think, a, a, the feral tabloid press yes. in alliance with the Right wing, or I might even call them now far right political parties. Yes, uh, promoting a, um, a very ugly populist uh, agendas, um, ha- ha- and a new breed of politicians who've got no, no have no idea about decency, kindness, courtesy. Can I put in a plug for the monarchy, by the way, at this yes, point? Yes, no, I, I absolutely welcome it. I, I think King Charles, as he now is, you know, on the... I, I'll tell you something, Eamon. Yes. I am an, I, I'm a Christian. I'm an Anglican. You know that? Yes. They, it's always do, been yes. mocked, the Church of England. And, and when I went to church the, uh, about three weeks ago, just before Easter, we were handed a booklet, um, which is the... Uh, with a prayer for every day. Yes. Um, uh, ahead between Easter Day and the coronation on May the 6th. And every day we've been praying for things like public service, self-sacrifice, generosity, charities, kindness, you know, generosity, uh, patience, all these values which uh, the current generation of politicians seem not to understand. And I'm almost thinking as every day I... Before I go to bed or in the morning, I'll pick up this little book and I'll, there'll be a lovely quote from, from, from a great theologian or from yeah. Jesus Christ or something. And I'll read this and I think it's almost a, a, a satirical commentary on the caliber and the nature of the people who are running uh, Britain at the moment. Okay, please go. And uh, so, for instance, today, yes, I'm looking at, uh, it's very beautiful, it's, we're praying um, for the for the Holy Spirit, and um, it's got a, a a prayer, or rather, which is a translation uh, from the Latin uh, by John Cossin. Come, Holy Ghost, our souls inspire, enlighten with celestial fire. Thou, the anointing Spirit, art, and so on. Those are the things we're praying for, and against the background of real ugly, sort of. Uh, base, cruel, self selfish politics. Yes, and and I think the mo- British monarchy—it's an unfashionable thing to say, 
Eamon has a has a has lessons to teach. Yeah, well, Prince Charles was uh, an environmentalist, and you know, looking after nature fifty or sixty years ago, he's been preaching yep. this for a long time. Now, like all of us, Eamon, he's fallen. We're all fallen. Yeah, men and women. You know, he's he's not perfect, but you can tell that he's well-meaning and he yeah. cares. Uh, and of course, the greatest crisis of our time is is the climate change. And he, as you as you say, has been he's been there understanding that issue right from the very beginning. Has, and that's yeah. something else about the Conservative government. You know, the the Prime Minister Sunak forbade um, Prince Charles from taking up a commitment to go to the latest uh, climate change yes, event. Yes, yes. Well, we're very grateful to you, Peter, for taking the time to talk to us. I know you're in the Middle East, and I hope you take care of yourself. And I just want to say to our audience listening, and many are, that Peter is one of the great contemporary British journalists. He was twice award-winning at the Telegraph and at the Daily Mail for his journalism commentary. And indeed, he has written wonderful books. He loves cricket and he comes to Ireland to play cricket every year. So it's a great pleasure to have you, Peter, on our podcast. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate it when we contrast what we're seeing in newspapers and in Downing Street for several years now. It gives us hope that this great nation will be restored someday to greatness. On one thing they've done, and Boris Johnson did it, Peter, I wonder what you think. When the time came to do something about Ukraine, the British were first out of the traps and Boris Johnson was responded immediately, however self-interested that may be. I, I know, I think that we don't, I still don't understand fully what's happening in Ukraine. Yes, Putin launched an illegal uh, war, a, a war of aggression. Uh, um, uh, on the other hand, I, I, so many people are dying. Uh, so much tragedy is happening. Yes. Um, there was a peace opportunity, apparently, we read in March or April. You know, about or getting about a year ago, which was killed off by Johnson. Zelensky was apparently ready, yeah. ready to talk. I, 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 I think one of the problems of the modern generation is that, unlike the generation which came out of World War Two and knew the full horror of war, yes. Uh, it's taken a little without enough seriousness to how t- the terror, how the, a war like Ukraine can spread, uh, can turn into, can widen, or even, God forbid, turn into a thermo, you know, turn into yes. a nuclear conflict. So, I, um, I let's just reserve judgment. Okay, thank you very much, Peter, for joining us today. We're very grateful to you. Thanks to all our listeners. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon.